Hello everyone, I'm Adrian Bloom and I'd like to welcome you to another installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech. Today we'll be looking at an article from our quarter two issue of H2 Tech published in May. This article focuses on increasing blue hydrogen production affordability and it's written by Nan Liu, who is the licensing technology manager for gasification at Shell Catalysts and Technologies. She's based in the Netherlands. So before we get started with the podcast, I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe and share the H2 Tech Talk podcast for more expert discussions on technology and trends in the hydrogen sector. It's easy. Just search for H2 Tech Talk on iTunes or Blueberry and click the subscribe button. So now let's hear about increasing blue hydrogen production affordability. Large-scale affordable blue hydrogen production from natural gas, along with carbon capture, utilization, and storage, also known as CCUS, is necessary to bridge the gap until large-scale hydrogen production using renewable energy becomes economic. The cost of CO2 already makes blue hydrogen via steam methane reforming, or SMR, competitive against gray hydrogen without CCUS, and a newly available process based on gas partial oxidation, or POX, technology, and pre-combustion CO2 capture solvent technology further increases the affordability of blue hydrogen for greenfield projects. So why blue hydrogen? A number of growing national governments and energy companies, including Shell, have announced net zero emission ambitions. Although renewable electricity is expanding rapidly, Without low-carbon hydrogen as a clean-burning, long-term, storable, energy-dense fuel, a net-zero goal is difficult to achieve, especially when it comes to decarbonizing fertilizer production and hard-to-abate heavy industries, such as steel manufacturing and power generation. Hydrogen also has potential as a transport and heating fuel that could repurpose existing gas distribution infrastructure or be introduced into existing natural gas supplies. Consequently, hydrogen plays an important part in many green strategies. The EU's hydrogen strategy published in July 2020 describes it as essential to support the EU's commitment to reach carbon neutrality by 2050 and for the global effort to implement the Paris Agreement while working towards zero pollution. Momentum is building with the succession of commitments to hydrogen by various companies and governments. For example, in June of 2020, Germany announced a 9 billion euro hydrogen strategy, and the International Energy Agency stated, now is the time to scale up technologies and bring down costs to allow hydrogen to become widely used. Over the past three years, the number of companies with membership in the International Hydrogen Council, which predicts a tenfold increase in hydrogen demand by 2050, has jumped from 13 to 81 and includes oil and gas companies, automobile manufacturers, trading companies, and banks. In 2018, global hydrogen production was 70 million metric tons per year. Today's demand is split between use for upgrading refined hydrocarbon products and as a feedstock for ammonia production for nitrogen fertilizers. Nearly all hydrogen production comes from fossil fuels It accounts for 6% of natural gas and 2% of coal consumption, as well as 830 metric tons per year of CO2 emissions, more than double the UK's emissions. 
Gray hydrogen is a major source of CO2 emissions. If hydrogen is to contribute to carbon neutrality, it must be produced on a much larger scale and with far lower emissions levels. Over the long term, the answer is likely to be green hydrogen, which is produced from the electrolysis of water powered by renewable energy. This supports the integration of renewable electricity generation by decoupling production from use. Hydrogen becomes a convertible currency, enabling electrical energy to be stored and used as an emissions-free fuel and chemical feedstock. Green hydrogen projects are starting. For example, a Shell-led consortium is at the feasibility stage of the North H2 Wind to H2 project in the North Sea, and a Shell Anico consortium secured the right to build the 759 megawatt Hollands Kunst Nord project at a subsidy-free Dutch offshore wind auction in July 2020. This project will include a green hydrogen technology demonstration. However, electrolysis alone will not meet the forecast demand. It is expensive at present, and there is insufficient renewable energy available to support large-scale green hydrogen production. To put the scale of the task into perspective, meeting today's hydrogen demand through electrolysis would, re would require 3,600 terawatt hours of electricity, which is more than the EU's annual use. Moreover, using the current EU electricity mix would produce gray hydrogen from electrolysis with 2.2 times the greenhouse gas emissions of producing gray hydrogen from natural gas. This is because 45.5% of the net electricity generated in the EU comes from burning natural gas, coal, and oil, and generating electricity from natural gas, for example, has 44% efficiency. An alternative is blue hydrogen produced from natural gas coupled with CCUS. Hydrogen production via electrolysis has a similar efficiency to blue hydrogen production, but the levelized cost of production is significantly higher for electrolysis at about 66 euros per megawatt hour compared with 47 euros per megawatt hour for SMR with CCUS. In addition, it is widely acknowledged that scaling up blue hydrogen production will be easier than delivering green hydrogen. For example, the EU strategy states, other forms of low carbon hydrogen, such as blue, are needed primarily to rapidly reduce emissions and support the parallel and future uptake of renewable and green hydrogen. However, the strategy goes on to claim that neither green nor blue production is cost competitive against gray hydrogen production. The hydrogen costs estimated for the EU are one and a half euros per kilogram for gray, two euros per kilogram for blue, and up to five and a half euros per kilogram for green. These costs are based on an assumed natural gas price for the EU of 22 euros per megawatt hour and electricity price of 35 euros per megawatt hour to 87 euros per megawatt hour and a capacity cost of 600 euros per kilowatt. With the cost of CO2 at $25 per ton to $35 per ton, blue hydrogen becomes competitive against gray even with higher capital costs and green hydrogen still may be more than double the price of blue hydrogen by 2030. 
Some forecasts indicate that cost parity will occur around 2045. This competitiveness between blue and gray hydrogen when considering CO2 costs is based on SMR technology, but other technologies are available to further increase blue hydrogen affordability for greenfield projects. Looking at greenfield technology options, this article considers three technology options for greenfield blue hydrogen projects. SMR, autothermal reforming or ATR, and a proprietary gas POX technology. For SMR, which is a proven catalytic technology widely applied for gray hydrogen production, uses steam in a multi-tubular reactor with external firing for indirect heating. More than 48% of hydrogen production is from natural gas, with SMR being the most common production technology. Post-combustion post carbon capture can be retrofitted to convert gray hydrogen production to blue and is proven to capture nearly all the CO2, 99%, from low pressure post-combustion flue gas. However, for, for greenfield blue hydrogen applications, oxygen-based systems such as ATR and gas POX technology are more cost, effect, uh, more cost effective than SMR, a conclusion backed by numerous studies and reports. One note, the cost of CO2 makes gray hydrogen via SMR more expensive than blue hydrogen from SGP technology. The cost advantage of oxygen-based systems over SMR increases with scale because the relative cost of the air separation unit decreases with increasing capacity. Another advantage is that more than 99.9% .9 of the CO2 can be captured using the lower cost pre-combustion solvent technology. ATR, on the other hand, uses oxygen and steam with direct firing in a refractory lined reactor with a catalyst bed. It is more cost-effective than SMR, but it, but it requires a substantial feed gas pretreatment investment, and the fired heater produces CO2 emissions. ATR can be combined with pre-combustion carbon capture technology to convert gray hydrogen production to blue. Looking at the gas POX technology, it's also an oxygen-based system with direct firing in a refractory-lined reactor, but it is a non-catalytic process that does not consume steam and has no direct CO2 emissions. It can also be combined with pre-combustion carbon capture technology for blue hydrogen production. Compared with SMR, gas POX technology saves money by maximizing the carbon capture efficiency and simplifying the process lineup, both of which offset the cost of oxygen production. Looking at POX versus ATR technology for blue hydrogen. As oxygen-based systems offer clear benefits over SMR, this article considers the advantages of the proprietary gas POX technology over ATR for blue hydrogen production. A key advantage is that the POX reaction does not require steam as a reactant. Instead, high-pressure steam is generated by using waste heat from the reaction, which can satisfy the steam consumption within the blue hydrogen process, as well as some internal power consumers. With no need for feed gas pretreatment, gas POX technology has a far simpler process lineup than ATR. And also as a non-catalytic direct fired system, it is robust against feed contaminants such as sulfur 
and can accommodate a large range of natural gas qualities, thereby giving refiners greater feed flexibility to decarbonize refinery fuel gas. The gas BOX technology provides substantial savings compared with ATR, a 22% lower levelized cost of hydrogen. These savings come from a 17% lower capex owing to the potential for a higher operating pressure, which leads to a smaller hydrogen compressor, a single stage compression, um, CO2 capture and CO2 compressor units, and a 34% lower opex, excluding the natural gas feedstock price from reduced compression duties and more steam generation for internal power. Gas POX technology consumes 6% more natural gas, but this is offset by power generation from the excess steam. The proprietary blue hydrogen process is an end-to-end -end lineup that maximizes the integration of the gas POX and solvent technologies. Compared with an ATR unit, modeling shows that a lineup producing 500 tons per day of pure hydrogen would have 30 million per year lower OPEX, 35% less power import, greater than 99% CO2 capture, and 10 to 25% lower levelized cost of hydrogen. The gas POX solvent process is the best option for large-scale blue hydrogen product projects. The principal advantages of integrating it with other proprietary and open source technologies are detailed in the article figures. The choice between a methanator or pressure swing absorption unit for the hydrogen purification step depends on the required hydrogen purity. For example, a pressure swing absorption or PSA unit is necessary to achieve the greater than 99.97% purity required for the hydrogen used in fuel cells. The off-gas is predominantly hydrogen with trace contaminants such as CO, CO2, and nitrogen. In the ATR process, this off-gas is typically burned to preheat the natural gas, which produces direct CO2 emissions. In a methanator, the purity of the final hydrogen is lower, greater than 98%, depending on the feed gas properties. However, it avoids the direct CO2 emissions from burning the PSA off-gas. The main advantage of choosing a methanator is that hydrogen is not lost via the PSA off-gas. Consequently, it reduces natural gas consumption for the same hydrogen production. In addition, a methanator is commonly applied in industry as it satisfies the hydrogen purity requirements of most industrial consumers. Looking at the history of gas POX oxidation technology, it is mature and low carbon, which makes it eligible for government funding. It has a long history of development and usage. For example, research into oil gasification was being conducted in Amsterdam as early as 1956. Today, the proprietary gas POX technology has more than 30 active residue and gas gasification licensees and more than 100 gasifiers using the technology have been built worldwide. For example, the Pearl Gas to Liquids GTL plant in Qatar has 18 trains, each with an equivalent pure hydrogen production capacity of 500 tons per day. Pearl GTL has been, operated, has been operating since 2011. The product is defined as pure hydrogen production, not including any inerts, methane, CO2, or CO, which will also be present depending on the final purification step. Since 1997, the Pernus refinery in the Netherlands has been operating a 1 million ton per year carbon capture program using the technology. 
the CO2 is used in local greenhouses. The CO2 stream is an essential part of the Perna CCS project. No matter how cost-effective the hydrogen production and carbon capture technologies, without sequestering the CO2 directly or through enhanced oil recovery, the hydrogen remains gray. Many CCUS projects are in operation at various stages throughout the world. For example, since 2015, the Shell Quest facility in Canada has captured and stored more than 5 million tons of CO2. Hydrogen will be part of the future energy mix, and several mature technologies are available for producing cost-effective, low-carbon blue hydrogen. For greenfield applications, SMR is an, an, an inefficient method of producing blue hydrogen owing to poor CO2 recovery and scalability. Oxygen-based systems offer better value. The proprietary blue hydrogen process, which integrates proprietary gas, POX, and solvent technologies, offers key advantages over ATR, including a 10 to 25% lower levelized cost of hydrogen, a 20% lower capex, a 35% lower opex, excluding the natural gas feedstock, pr feedstock price, greater than 99% CO2 captured, and overall process simplicity. The process, which is now available to third-party refiners, is proven at the 500 ton per day scale. So we hope you enjoyed this article from the quarter two issue of H2Tech, and thank you for listening to another episode of H2Tech Talk.